These last several weeks, we have been engaged in a sermon series called In the Beginning. We've been focusing on scriptures from the beginning, Genesis. And today we continue with Genesis chapter 4. As Brother David has already alluded to, it is the story of Cain and Abel, a story that we are familiar with, but a story that typically does not come up in the church year for whatever reason. Chapter 4, verses 1 through 10. Now the man knew his wife Eve, and she conceived and bore Cain, saying, I have produced a man with the help of the Lord. Next, she bore his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, and Cain a tiller of the ground. In the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the first fruit, I'm sorry, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground, and Abel for his part brought of the firstlings of his flock their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering, but for Cain and his offering he had no regard. So Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. The Lord said to Cain, why are you angry, and why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, you will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is lurking at the door. Its desire is for you, but you must master it. Cain said to his brother Abel, let us go out to the field. And when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, where is your brother Abel? He said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? And the Lord said, what have you done? Listen, your brother's blood is crying out to me from the ground. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? God, we pray that we have the ability this morning to, to hear this word in a way that can be transformative. We pray that we hear this word today in a way that promotes our growing closer to you so that we may follow you better. And we trust, God, that all the preparation that, that has gone up to this point has been led by you so that your preacher may, may be nothing more than just a vessel, an instrument of your grace. Amen. One of our uh, music folks sent me a message this week pointing out that there are uh, no good uh, suggested or ideal uh, hymns or songs for Genesis chapter 4. It kind of makes sense. The Cain and Abel story should elicit more crying than it does singing. 
And God said, listen, your brother's blood is crying out to me from the ground. Your brother's blood is crying out to me from the ground. What a a chilling sound that must be. Things have escalated rather quickly since that first sin. You remember the first sin, Adam and Eve, they eat the fruit that they are not supposed to eat. And then the next sin that that happens, uh, they start placing blame, pointing fingers at one another and at God and at serpents, refusing to accept accountability for their own actions. Adam and Eve, they sin some more. But then things escalate further when one of their children, Cain, the eldest, murders his brother Abel. So we go from eating fruit to finger pointing to murder all rather quickly. But why though? Why did Cain murder his brother. Why? Well, Scripture tells us that it was uh, God's response to their offerings that led to it. It was a jealous response to God's response that led to the murder. It's important to note that although there's no commandment or there's no law that stipulates that people must provide an offering to God, at this point in the story, Cain and Abel are still compelled to do so. Perhaps they feel some sense of obligation to give back to God, even though God has not yet said that you must give back. They still do it. Perhaps unsolicited, they feel compelled to give back to God. And they give from what they have. They're Halloween candy, as it may be. Cain is a farmer. He's a tiller of the soil. Abel is a shepherd. He tends the sheep. Cain brings, for his offering, the fruit of the ground. He is a tiller of the soil. This is what he has to bring. Abel brings his offering, the firstlings of his flock, the good meat. He is the tender of the sheep. This is what he has to bring. So for some reason or another, we are told that God looked upon the offering of Abel with favor, whereas he had no regard for the offering of Cain. Why, though? Why? Cain tilled the soil. He brought what he could as one who tilled the soil. It's not his fault that he does not have fat sheep. Not to mention uh, the already stated fact that there are no rules for offerings at this point for humanity. So Cain brought what Cain could bring, given his circumstances, and we are led to believe that that was not enough to please God. 
But if we believe that God is good and just, then we also must believe that there's something more going on here than what it appears on the surface. There's something more going on here than what it appears on the surface. The issue wasn't the quality of Cain's fruit as opposed to the quality of Abel's sheep. That's not the issue in God's disregard for Cain's offering. The issue appears to have been more related to matters of the heart as opposed to matters of the ground. After Cain becomes dejected, God speaks to him directly and says, Cain, why are you so angry? Why are you upset? Then listen to what God says next. God says, if you do well, will you not be accepted? Now, God goes on to say some other things after that, but, but I really want us to hone our attention in to this thing that God says. To Cain, if you do well, will you not be accepted? This is after the whole perceived rejection of the offering thing and and Cain's anger. This is God's response to Cain's anger. This is God's response to Cain's offering. If you do well, you will be accepted. Like I said, the, the issue with the offering appears to have more to do with, with Cain's heart than it does the offering itself. Scripture tells us in other places, like 1 Samuel and Hebrews, that, that God not only looks at the offering, but God also looks at the offerer. The offering can be the, the grandest offering uh, of all offerings. It can be uh, a tithe times ten. And if the one making the offering is not doing well, as Cain was told to do well, if the one making the offering is not doing well or displaying the proper amount of gratitude and heart, then the offering will be frowned upon. And God's response suggests that Cain was not doing well. God's response suggests that Cain was not doing well, that Cain did not do well, nor with gratitude or with the right heart. So as we encounter the sins of Cain, the violent ones and otherwise, it is important for us to remember that God not only looks at the offering, but also at the offerer. We're not just talking about Cain, you know. We're talking about us, too. After all, we are Cain's relatives. And we do not want to find ourselves feeling denounced or feeling dejected because we feel as if God has turned God's back on us and our offering when really the issue 
is with our heart. Our heart toward God. We can show up to church. We can put money in the joy box located in the back of the church. We can put it in the offering plate. We can serve on the boards and committees. We can sing in the choir. We can do the mission work. We can give 10% of our riches, our time, and our talent, or even beyond. But if we are not doing so with a sense of gratitude, awe, and appreciation for God, then we are not doing well. Not well enough. If, like Cain, we lack gratitude, awe, and appreciation, then we are not doing well. And the offering alone is not enough. So what does not well equal? The story of Cain tells us that not doing well equals violence, harm, separation, disappointment. But gratitude, awe and appreciation, those are things that are more pleasing to God than any fat sheep. But when you combine the two together, that gratitude, that awe and that appreciation with an offering, then you're really on to something. That's what's most pleasing to God is, is, is that, that gratitude and, and awe and appreciation combined with the good offering. Yeah, that's where it's at. That's doing well. That's doing well. Something else worth noting in this Genesis 4 text that comes from a close reading. Always encourage, read it closely. Read it slowly. If you read it closely, you'll notice that God's confrontation and interrogation of Cain closely resembles God's confrontation and interrogation of Adam and Eve. You remember Adam and Eve, they eat the fruit. And God comes and God says, why did you eat the fruit? Well, here Cain gives this offering and then Cain gets very angry, Scripture says. And God shows up and says, why are you angry? It's the same, confrontation interrogation. Why did you eat the fruit? Why are you so angry? In the case of Adam and Eve, there is a response to the question of, why did you eat the fruit? It may not have been a good response, but at least Adam and Eve acknowledged that God is speaking to them, and they answer the question. But when God says to Cain, why are you angry? Cain does not respond. God speaks to Cain prior to the violence. Prior to, to, to Cain making matters worse, God speaks to Cain. God tries to intervene into Cain's life to get things back on track. He says, why are you angry? Just do well. You'll be accepted. God speaks to Cain and there's silence. Unlike his parents who respond, Cain does not respond 
prior to the violence. No response. Look at it. We go immediately from God saying to Cain, why are you angry? Do well and be accepted. To Cain saying to Abel, come on, brother, let's go out to the field. That's how the dialogue goes. God speaks to Cain, and then Cain speaks to Abel. Come on, brother, let's go out to the field. God speaks to Cain, and Cain ignores God. Ignoring the voice of God is harmful, and it is sinful. And it will always lead to more harm and more sin. So my fellow relatives of Cain, I ask you on this beautiful November morning, what has God been trying to say to you that you've been ignoring? You know, just as was the case with our relative Cain, whatever it is that God is trying to say to you, you would do well to listen because it's for your own good. You would do well, there's that again, you would do well to listen carefully. You would do well to respond with gratitude, awe, and appreciation. You would do well to respond to the word of God spoken in your life, to present to God the offering of your gratitude, your awe, your appreciation. Anything less can be sinful. Anything less can do major harm. So listen carefully. Be grateful. Give of yourself joyfully. Just do well. You know, just because we are relatives of Cain, that does not mean that his sins have to be our sins. Not anymore. Not anymore. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the church says...